0: chapter 96 of the wild huntress this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by shasta oakland california the wild huntress by thomas maine reed chapter 96 the mormon train a few hours ride brought us to the western end of the pass when rounding a spur of the mountain a wide plain was suddenly displayed to our view mira explained the mexican el campamento de los judios behold the encampment of the jews the guide halted as he spoke the rest of us followed his example, as we did so, gazing in the direction to which he had pointed. The plain that stretched before us was the grand valley of San Luis, but presenting none of those characteristics which we usually associate with the word valley. On the contrary, its surface was perfectly level having all the aspects of a sleeping sea and with the white filmy haze suspended over it it might easily have been mistaken for an expanse of ocean at first sight it appeared to be bounded only by the horizon but a keen eye could perceive its western rim in the dim outlines of the sierra san juan backed by the brighter summits of the silver mountain sierra de la plata more conspicuous on the north were the wooded slopes of the sierras oyada and Sawatch. while right and left towered the snow-covered peaks of pike and watoya like giant sentinels guarding the approach to this fair mountain-girt valley these details were taken in a single coup d'oeil and in the same glance the eye was attracted by the sheen of real water that like the glittering cord was seen sinuously extended through the centre of the plain under the dancing sunbeams it appeared in motion and curving repeatedly over the bosom of the level land it resembled some grand serpent of sparkling periscation that had just issued from the mysterious mountain of the silver sierra and it was slowly and gently sliding on toward the distant sea from the elevation on which we stood we could trace its tortuous windings toward the distant sierra san juan and the concavity of one of these almost upon the verge of our vision we beheld el camamento de la judíos unprepared for it we should never have thought of taking what we saw for an encampment of mormons or men of any kind under the white filmy veil that floated over the plain some half-dozen little spots Of a more intensified white were barely visible. These the Mexican pronounced to be los carros, the wagons. I had recovered my pocket-glass, and this was now called into requisition. A glance through it enabled me to confirm the trapper's statement. The white spots were wagon-covers. They could be none other than those of the Mormon train i could make out only some half-dozen of them but there were others the vehicles were clumped or more likely corralled upon the plain this indeed was evident from their arrangement those seen were set in a regular row with their sides towards us forming no doubt one quarter of the corral I looked for living forms. These were also visible under the glass, men and animals. Of the latter, a large drove of different kinds and colors could be seen, modeling the plain to some distance from the wagons. The men were moving about the vehicles. Women I could also distinguish by their dresses, but the distance was too great for me to note the occupations of either sex even by the aid of the magnifying lens lilliputians they looked both men and women while the horses and cattle might have been mistaken for a pack of curs it mattered not to us to know their occupation nor even what they might be doing when we should arrive upon the ground We had no intention of stealing upon them confident in our complete disguisement. We intended to ride boldly forward, if need be, into the very middle of their camp. It was now the hour of noon, and we halted to bivouac. Although the distance that separated us from the Mormon camp was still considerable, we were in no hurry about advancing. WE HAD FORMED THE RESOLUTION NOT TO JOIN COMPANY WITH THE SAINTS UNTIL NEAR SUNSET. WE KNEW THAT THERE WOULD BE CURIOUS EYES UPON US, AND IN THE HOUR OF TWILIGHT WE SHOULD BE LESS EXPOSED TO THEIR SCRUTINY. TRUE, WE MIGHT HAVE JOINED THEM IN THE NIGHT, AND PASSED OFF OUR COUNTERFEIT SEMBLANCE WITH STILL GREATER SECURITY but the morning would bring fresh light with curiosity unsatisfied and that would be more disadvantageous half an hour of observation and the novelty of our arrival would wear off for this the half hour of twilight would be the best time no doubt they had met many parties of friendly indians while crossing the great plains there had been some among their traveling companions. They would scarce consider us a curiosity. We had a reason for reaching their encampment a little before nightfall. We wanted a few minutes of light to take the bearings of the corral and get acquainted with the topography of the surrounding plain. Who could tell what chances might turn up in our favor? an opportunity might occur that very night, as likely as afterwards, and perhaps under more favorable circumstances. We had no desire to enter upon our engagement as guide and hunters. We should be too willing to abandon the role, even before beginning it. The last rays of the setting sun were sparkling on the selenite, of the silver mountains as we approached the encampment of the saints we had got near enough to make out the dimensions of the caravan we saw that there were about a score of the large tilted wagons troy and canistoga with several smaller vehicles dearborns and jerseys the latter with springs were no doubt the more luxurious travelling carriages of such saints as may have been in easier circumstances at home while the ox-drawn canastogas belonged to the common crowd with the larger wagons a corral had been formed as is the usual custom of the prairie caravan in the following fashion is the enclosure constructed The two front wagons are drawn side by side and halted close together. The two that follow next on the trail are driven up outside of these until their front wheels respectively touch the hind ones of the pair that precede them when they also stop. The pair following in their turn double their poles upon these and so on till half the train is expended the enclosure is not yet complete it forms only a half circle or rather a semi ellipse and the corresponding half is obtained by a slight change in the mode of bringing up the rest of the vehicles these are driven forward to the ground so that the rear of each is turned inward the reverse of what was observed in bringing the others into place and the double curve which before was constantly diverging now becomes convergent when all the wagons have got into their places the ellipse will be completed but it is customary to leave an open space at the end a sort of avenue by which the enclosure may be entered when horses and cattle require to be corralled this entrance can be closed by simply stretching a rope across it if danger be apprehended the travellers can keep within this enclosure the bodies of the wagons forming an excellent rampart of defence the tilts serve as tents and under their capacious covering the female members of the emigrant's family are accustomed to sleep in comfort and security sentinels outside and horse guards picketed still further off give warning of the approach of an enemy as we drew near the camp we could perceive that in this approved fashion the mormons constructed their corral most of the lighter vehicles were inside the enclosure and there we could see the forms of women and children moving about in an excited manner as if they had retreated thither on discovering our approach the men still remained outside and the horses and horned cattle had been left undisturbed our party was not large enough to have created an alarm even had our arrival been unexpected it could scarcely have been so no doubt they took us for what we were the emissaries of the utah chief when within a few hundred yards of the camp a party already on horseback came trotting towards us Archalette had hoisted a piece of white fawn-skin on his gun-rod the world-known symbol of peace and so understood by the red men of america a towel or tablecloth or something of the sort was held up in answer and after the demonstration the mounted men spurred forward to meet us when we had approached within a dozen lengths of each other both parties reined up and the mexican and the mormon leader separating from their respective followers met midway between the two parties shook hands and entered into conversation they said was simple enough i could hear the trapper declaring in broken english the nature of our errand that he had been sent by wakara to act as their guide and that we were his campaneros were the utah hunters to provide game for the caravan of the mormons who rode up to us there were half a dozen in all and i was fain to hope that they were not a fair specimen of the emigrant party they were not as i afterward ascertained they were the danites or destroying angels that accompanied the train destroying devils would have been a more appropriate appellation for six more villainous-looking individuals i had never beheld there was no sign of the angelic neither in their eyes nor features not a trace but on the contrary meech might have passed for an impersonation of the opposite character a very devil incarnate five of them i had never seen before at least to remember them the six only on one occasion him i remembered well the man who had once looked in the face of the ex-attorney's clerk and say devant schoolmaster of swampville was not likely soon to cast that countenance from his resemblance it was stebbins who was talking to the mexican the dialogue was of brief duration The tale told by the trapper was scarcely news. It had been expected and was therefore accepted without suspicion. The interview ended by the Mormon leader pointing to a place where we might pitch our tents outside the wagon enclosure and near the bank of the river. This was just what we desired, and proceeding direct to the spot, we commenced Unpacking our paraphernalia. End of chapter 96